Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad to be with you this day, and I'm believing God that you're blessed, happy, and healthy. I wish you were here with me right now, but thank you for letting me come into your home or wherever you're getting this this message, and we're just going to believe God together. And I'm going to share a few things. It's just a, an honor to be able to speak the Word into you during this, this time that we're living. And I believe God wants us to be overcomers. I believe the Lord wants us to walk in victory, and so... I just want you to get your Bible, get your instrument of Scripture, as we always say in the services, praise God, and set yourself, and let's have a Bible study. Let's just get into the Word, and let that Word get into us, and let's just stir ourselves up, and just get ourselves in a place where we can be overcomers. In fact, that's what I want to teach on here for the next few moments, on how we can be overcomers in this very season, praise God. So before we go in the Word. Let's pray. Let's set our faith in agreement, and let's believe God together. Let's pray. Father, I just praise you right now for your grace and mercy. And Lord, we just pray over every person that's, that's, that's right now in, uh, involved in this service. And we just pray right now, Lord, your covering. We just pray your healing, your power, your anointing. And Lord, I just pray over every, every home, every family, every individual. And we just believe you right now for the Spirit of God to just fill up that place where they're at, the anointing of God to come upon us, and we receive your will done now, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to share with you, and I'm going to read out of 1 John chapter 5, and what I want to talk to you about and teach you a little bit on is this, how we can be overcomers in this world and how we can walk in victory right now. You know, sometimes you can't not change the circumstances around you, but you can change how they affect you, praise God. You can, you can determine how you're going to live, how you're going to walk, and what the outcome is going to be in your personal life, praise God. Like this, we can't stop sin in the world right now, but we can choose to make Jesus Lord and walk free from it. Amen. We can't stop the fact that there's sickness and disease all around the world, but we can stop it from having a place in us and walk in health and healing in that same time. You say, well, why is it? Well, I'm going to show you here in just a few moments that we have things that we need to do to be overcomers in this life. And there, there are things that we need to see that'll help us to be overcomers. First John 5, 1 says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begot loves him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. You know, the very first step of walking in victory and being an overcomer is you've got to make Jesus Christ your Lord. You've got to call out upon him. You've got to say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead, and you are Lord and I accept you into my life. But you know, here John teaches us that making that commitment is not just a verbal commitment only, but it is a, a commitment of action. It is a commitment of heart. Because he goes on and says this, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Notice that, that John is saying here, that what God is looking out and, and, and desiring us is not to just make a lip service commitment, not a crisis Christian commitment, but it is making a commitment that, Lord Jesus, right, and I'm going to look to you, and I'm not just going to confess you as my Lord, I'm going to commit myself to doing your word and keeping your commandments. In other words, the Father loves it when we take his word and let his word begin to change who we are, change how we think, change how we talk, change how we live, and, and begins to transform us into to sons and daughters of Almighty God. And then he goes in verse 3 and says, for this is the love of God. You want to know how to walk in God's love and walk in, in God's power? That we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous or burdensome. 
In other words, the, John is saying this, if you want to walk in the blessing of God, you want to walk in the goodness of God, you want to walk in the power of God, this is what God loves. This is what God is desiring, that we keep His commandments, that we become doers of the Word and not just hearers only. What do you mean? Well, you know, you have to decide, I'm going to live for God. I'm not going to live for God just when it's convenient. I'm going to live for God 24-7. I'm going to live for God on the stormy days and on the pretty days. I'm going, to, I'm going to live for God and do His Word whether anybody else is doing it or not. And God's Word is not grievous. It's not burdensome. It's not a, uh, it's not a restrictive thing. What's He saying? He's saying, don't take the Word and make it a religious thing where you become uh, uh, some crazy fanatic. But he's saying the Word of God's not a burden to keep. I mean, it's not a burden for you to love your neighbor. It's not a burden for you to speak your faith. It's not a burden for you to, to go to church. It's, it's a good thing. And God is speaking to us and saying, I've got a good life for you, and I want you to live this life. And how you live it is, number one, you make Jesus your Lord. Number two, you make a commitment to the Word of God. Now, notice what he says here in verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. You know, he's saying here that when I put my faith in the Lord, I make a commitment to be a doer of the word, and I walk in the love of God, then God causes that word to become faith in my life. And the thing that gives me victory over the world is my faith in God. Hallelujah. And that word here, he that, he that believeth or, or whatsoever is born of God overcomes, that word overcomes in the, in the Greek is also translated to conquer, praise God. So we could read it like this, for whosoever is born of God conquers the world. Hallelujah. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Well, what do you mean conquers the world? It conquers sickness. It conquers disease. It conquers fear. It conquers uh, uh, all the junk that the enemy's throwing at you. And the way you overcome what the world is throwing at you is to have a strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, built upon His Word, and standing and believing that God's going to take care of you. Now, notice he finishes it up and he says this, Who is he that overcomes the world? Well, that's the question. Who's going to overcome? Who's going to come out the head and not the tail after this thing's over? Who's going to come out victorious? Who's going to come out not scarred up and beat up and beat down and, and just, just barely get on? No, no. Who's, who is he that overcomes the world? He that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. But we've already qualified that believing doesn't mean like James chapter 2 says, well, the devils believe and also tremble at his name. No, he's talking about those who believe so much in the Lord that they commit themselves to this word and they get in the word and they begin to trust God to walk them through the very thing that the world's throwing at them. And that's what we need right now. With this virus that's going on, with all this junk is going on right now and all the stuff that's, that's being uh, uh, coming at us, we need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ Keep our faith strong in the Word and do the Word. Practice the Word. Keep the Word. Don't let the devil steal the Word out of your heart. In fact, John, 1 John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, for greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. In other words, the Lord is saying, I've given you the greater one. I've given you my Word. I've given you the anointing of the Lordship of Jesus so you can overcome what the enemy's throwing at you. And I'm here tonight to tell you, you can be an overcomer, praise God. And we're going to overcome. 
overcome. We're not going to be defeated by this. We're not going to be beat down by this. We're not going to, to, to end up emotionally scarred. No, we're going to walk through this as overcomers, and we're going to have strong faith. And what the devil's meaning for bad, we're going to turn for God's good, and God's going to use this, and we're going to grow together, walk together, speak together, and believe God together. And I believe we're going to release a revival that's going to shake the nation. Praise God. So I want to, I want to challenge you. There, there are three things that you're going to have to overcome if you're going to, to walk in victory. There, there are three things that you're going to have to know. You see, he says he that has, walks in faith overcomes. Well, to overcome something means you have to conquer it. Well, if you have to conquer it, it means you have to deal with it. You have to face it. You have to, you have to face it down and fight it and, and take authority over it. Amen? And so the first thing you're going to have to overcome is the lie that God sent this. God does not send sickness and disease and, and cause problems. What you're going to, have to do is recognize the source of your problem is the devil, not God. Listen to me. The devil is the problem that we've got to deal with right now. Somebody says, well, it's a sickness and disease. Yeah. In John 10.10... 10, you can read it. I'll read it to you out of mind. It says, the thief, Jesus is speaking here. He says, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Notice here that the Lord Jesus Christ tells us exactly the source of our problem. He says, the devil is the thief and the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Listen, anything that's killing Anything that's stealing, anything that's destroying, anything that's bringing havoc, anything that's hindering is the devil, not God. This virus and this time and all this stuff is going on is not God sending down something to teach us something, you know. And that's the first thing you're going to have to conquer is this. You have to conquer the lie that maybe God's doing this to teach you or maybe God's doing this to humble us or maybe, you know, because this is the thing. God doesn't humble you and I. James says that we are to humble ourselves. In other words, it's a choice I choose to make. Amen? And then, and, and then we begin to see this, that God says, the Lord Jesus says that, that the God that we serve is a God of life, that God's will for us is that we have life and have it more abundant. So the first thing we're going to have to conquer is this, the lie that somehow, some way, God is behind this. He is not. This attack is the devil. How do you know? 1 Thessalonians 2, 8, the Bible says that the apostle Paul writing there, you know, Paul was a mighty man sent from God with a commission to take the gospel to the Gentiles. But he tells the Thessalonians, he said, I and others, even I, Paul, desired to come to you, but Satan hindered us. Notice it wasn't God who hindered Paul from going to them and preaching the gospel. It was Satan. It's not God hindering us from being in this sanctuary on Wednesday night and shouting and praising and worshiping God. It's the devil that's got us self-confined. It's the devil that's, 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 that's trying to infect us and, and, and bring this thing to pass. And you have to recognize that because how can you overcome if you don't know who you're to overcome? How can you conquer if you don't know who you're to conquer? Amen. See, a lot of us are wanting to fight our fight of faith, but we don't know who we're to fight against. Well, your fight is against the attacks of Satan, not God. You've got to understand something, folks. God does not send bad things upon us. In Acts 10, 38, the Bible says that Peter quoted the, to, the, to Cornelius, he said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Amen. Remember that? Who went about doing good. What was the good Jesus did? And healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, according to Acts 10, 38, 
Who was doing the good? Jesus was. Why was Jesus doing the good? Because God had anointed him to do good. What was the good he was doing? Healing people. Who was doing the oppression? Satan. Who was doing the sickness? Satan. Who was doing the destruction? Satan. Well, I want to tell you something. God and the devil have not changed places over the last couple thousand years. The devil is still the oppressor. He's still the thief. He's still trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He's still the sickness author. He's still the, the depression author, author. He's still the oppressor. But I'm to tell you tonight, Jesus is still the healer. He's still the deliverer. He's still Lord of Lords, and he's still King of Kings. And we need to draw upon the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, so many of us, when we get into a storm or situation like this, the enemy will try to attack our minds and tell us, you know, uh, maybe God. But no, no, no. Don't do that. Conquer that. Cast those thoughts down and fill your mind with the Word of God. Fill yourself with the Word. That's why if you want to be happy and blessed, you've got to get into the Word and keep the Word, praise God, because that is where faith is going to give you the victory. And the Word is teaching us that God is the author of health and blessing, not the author of sickness and disease. The devil is our problem. He's the accuser of the brethren. He is the, the, the one who roars like a roaming lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he is the one who causes these problems. You know, Mark chapter 4, the Lord Jesus taught on the parable of the kingdom, sowing and reaping, and, and he taught, and he, he ministers all through this teaching. And then at the end of the day, he tells the disciples, let's get in a boat, let's go across the Sea of Galilee, we've got someplace else to go. Well, it's got to be a pretty good-sized boat because you've got 12 men in it, and Jesus had a place in the back to sleep. So this, this is not a little rowing boat. This is a pretty nice, you know, uh, vessel. And they get out there, and the storm blows up. And so all of a sudden, they're, they're being rocked, and Jesus is back there asleep because he said, let's go to the other side. You see, Jesus is not bothered by storms trying to stop him from getting to where he's got to go because his faith is in his Father. His faith is, is to do the will of God that sent him. But the disciples get all in fear because they get their eyes on the problems, and they wake Jesus and say, aren't you concerned that we're going to perish? They're questioning the Lord in this problem. Why? They think maybe the Lord's the problem because he's not doing something. But you know what Jesus did? He rebuked them for their fear and doubt, and then he rebuked the storm, and he got them through, praise God. Now, somebody says, well, maybe the Lord, you know, maybe God sent that. Well, no, no, no. Mark chapter 3, Jesus had just taught earlier to some of the scribes when they said, well, you're doing this by the devil. He says, no, no, a kingdom divided against itself can't stand. And a house divided against itself can't stay together. And so, therefore, he's saying this. If God sent the storm, in John 14, Jesus said, The works that I do, the Father in me, he doeth the works. So when Jesus rebuked the storm, it was the Father in him doing the works. Then that would mean God sent the storm and God rebuked the storm. He would be divided against himself. No, storms, sicknesses, disease, oppression, all this stuff that's going on now trying to wreck our economy, trying to wreck our lives, trying to keep us from gathering together is an attack of the enemy. Recognize the source of your problem and do what the Bible says, stand against him. Stand in the name of Jesus against this thing and believe God that the devil is defeated and the kingdom of God is coming forth and begin to operate in faith, praise God. And to have faith, you have to have total confidence that the Lord is going to get you through this thing. Now, what's something that kind of goes right along with this is this. Once we recognize the devil is our problem, we need to make sure that we're not a part of the problem. You know, sometimes I'm a part of the problem. You know, 1 John 1, 7, the Bible teaches us over here. He says this. He says, if we keep his commandments, or he, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Notice, I have to walk in the light of what I know. 
So, so sometimes I can be a part of the problem because I'm not actually doing what I should be doing. So what do you do if you find yourself, well, you know, I've not really been practicing the Word. I've been, been letting other things come in. Well, just do what 1 John 1, 9 says. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, judge yourself. Say, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I, I, I've, I've been letting this affect me. I haven't been doing my part. But I'm going to get out of fear and back into faith. I'm going to get out of doubt and back in the Word. And I just repent. I thank you for forgiving me. And then get rid of it, praise God. And don't condemn yourself. Don't walk in, in, in well, woe is me. You know, I should have known. No, no, no. Get it over. Because the Bible says God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you and put it away. Hallelujah. So, you know, if you've been caught up in some of this stuff, just say, Lord, forgive me. I judge that as wrong. I stand against it. And right now I commit myself to walk in faith and put my trust in you. Amen? And you'll stand and see God's power come right back in because God's grace is greater than our mistakes. Amen? And so where sin abounds, the Bible says over in Romans, grace does much more abound. So walk in that grace. Don't condemn yourself. Don't let, don't let the enemy di dictate who you're going to be. Stay in the Word. Walk in the Word. Amen? So number one, if you're going to be an overcomer, you've got to recognize that the devil is the source of your problem. This problem isn't from God. So fight the good fight of faith and stand against Satan's schemes, wiles, and plans, just like Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 says, and believe God. Number two, if we're going to walk in this, is this. Find you promises in the Bible that you can stand on. Find scripture that supports what you're needing right now. You know, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What's that mean? I'm not, I, can't, I can't have faith for something that I don't know. Are you listening to me? Psalm 119, 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It brings understanding to the simple. In other words, I can't walk in the light of God's will if I don't know what his word says. Amen? And so, therefore, if I'm going to have faith in God, the first thing I've got to do is this. Find scripture that promise you the blessing of the Lord, and then stand on that scripture. Why? Because the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.12 that God watches over his word to perform it. Isaiah 55.11 says that not one word that he sent will return to him void. It will produce what he sent to do. And then in Hebrews 7.22, the Bible says that Jesus is the surety of the new covenant. Praise God. What's that mean? The Lord is watching over his word. And faith is built upon the Word. In John chapter 8, verses 30 through 32, well, you know, we, we read over there that how you walk in victory and how God teaches us and how God really leads us, not through pain and destruction, but God teaches us and leads us and brings us into victory through faith in Him and faith in His Word. Remember what we read in, in 1 John 5 there. He says that, that if you want to get blessed, you got to keep the Word. you got to keep His promises. Now, this is what Jesus said here in John chapter 8 and verse 30. It says, as he spoke these words, many believed on him. Well, why did they believe? They believed according to what he said. And then it says this, then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him. In other words, Jesus said, now that you've heard and you believe that I am who I am. He says, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Notice you're only going to be as free as the truth that you know. Come on, that's good. you got to get a hold of this. You're only going to be as free as the truth you know. And how are you going to know that truth? You're going to get in the Word and stay in that Word until it becomes the truth that's operating in your life. Now, when the Word becomes truth to you, faith in that 
area of your life will begin to work for you and you'll overcome. If you need overcome sickness, 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. 1 Peter 2.24, when that becomes a truth to you, you can not only walk free from guilt and condemnation and walk in righteousness, you can now release your faith and get healed, praise God. What if you're needing your needs met during this crisis time? How about Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Make that the truth and just stand up and begin to release your faith and say, Father, I thank you right now that no matter what's going on, you're going to supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that it's coming into our hands in Jesus' name. See, you begin to release your faith because now you have light. You have truth to stand on. Now you have something that you can believe God and God can have to work in your life. Amen? And this works anywhere. So get in the Word and find you scriptures that give you a promise that give you a foundation, that give you truth that you can walk in during this time. And this is a great time to do it. Get, you know, moms and dads, get the kids together and find a truth that you can all come in agreement on, praise God. You know, whenever, I, uh, whenever my kids were small and, 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 and they were coming up, I, I remember, you know, we were uh, believing God and I was going to some place to minister and, and, uh, and they were kind of fussing because they didn't want to go. So I just looked at them one day and I said, hey, I want to ask you a question. You know, they were in the car. We were actually going to a meeting, and they said, what? And I said, do you like your home you're living in? I said, it's not the biggest or best home, but it's a nice home. They said, oh, yeah, Daddy, we like our home. I said, uh, do you like our car we're driving in? I said, it's not brand new, but it's a nice car. I said, oh, oh, yeah. I said, how about your clothes? I said, you know, they're maybe not the most expensive, but they're nice clothes. Yeah, yeah. I said, do you know how you got those things? They said, how? I said, you got those because Daddy is obeying what the Lord told him to do, and God is supplying all of our need because we're acting on his word and doing what his word. I said, so instead of fussing and complaining about maybe going, why don't you use your faith and join with me, and let's all be ministers. Let's all get involved in this, and let's all do it. And, you know, they sit there and talk, and they said, okay, Daddy, we're going to help out in children's church tonight. And, you know, our children began to get involved, and praise God, I've, you know, I rejoice today that as we begin to bring them into this and teach them at an early age, well, they're both in the ministry, as you know here for sure, praise God. And, you know, it'll work in your home. It'll work in your life. But you've got to understand that the enemy's out to steal the word. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus said the, in the parable of the sower, he sows the word, but the devil comes to steal it out of your heart. So you got to guard it in your heart, and you got to get it down in there and find your promises, and then you got to do the third thing, and that is what? Now that you know the truth, now that you know that the devil is trying to stop you from having the blessings of God, now you're going to have to release your faith. Every one of us have faith, and every one of us need to release our faith and trust God. How am I going to do it? Well, I'm going to read three verses to you here, and we're going to bring this thing to a close because we're going to release our faith here in just a few moments because that's the thing. Once you know what you're doing, here's how you do it. To walk in faith, you have to know the Word. You have to know who the enemy is that's trying to stop your faith. You need to know who your source is, who is God, but then you need the promises. Once you get all that down, now you have to act on it. Now you have to do it. Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. You shouldn't have known it was going here. Praise God. But listen to what he says. And Jesus answering said to them, have faith in God. I'm challenging you, everyone, have faith in God. God's going to get us through this thing. Put your trust in God. Don't waver. He is God, and he is faithful to his promises. Amen? Here's what you do if you have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, 
shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Notice the Lord says, believe it in your heart and begin to speak to it in, with your mouth. In other words, say, devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind this virus from my family. I bind lack from my family. I bind oppression from my family. I bind and cast all these things out, and I speak blessing over my home. I speak health over my home. I speak prosperity over my home. I speak unity in my house. I speak peace over my home. See, you begin to speak speak the faith of God. Say what God says. Believe what God says and bring God into that situation. Amen. Then you can also release your faith by praying. Therefore, I say unto you what things ever you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Listen, just don't go it alone. If you're, if you're a family, a husband and wife, you've got small kids. Bring them together and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and agree together for this, and we're going to ask God to meet this situation. And let's all get in faith and bring their children. Teach them right now. Make this a, take advantage of the opportunity of being together to make it a positive thing. If it's a husband and wife, Matthew 18, the greatest union and agreement that can be done is between a husband and wife. Agree and pray and believe God and stand together and speak your faith, praise God. If you're a single individual, listen, you can make this happen on your own faith, praise God. Have faith in your faith. Just say, Lord, it's me and you, and in the name of Jesus, I speak to every attack, I speak to every debt, I speak to everything that's hindering, and I release my faith for the blessing and the promises of God to come forth right now. See, that's what God is looking for right now. He's looking for us to step up and stand our ground. And I want to finish this by saying this, what James said in chapter 4 and verse 7, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's our time to stand our ground. It's our time to stand in faith. It's not a time to let the enemy beat us down. It's a time to get in the Word and stand our ground, make our declarations, and lift our hands and proclaim Jesus Lord over our life, our family, our home, and our future. Amen? I'm believing God with you. I pray that this word's come in because, you see, I believe that, that, that we can learn how to overcome our enemy and we can walk in victory even in the midst of this storm. Amen?